Hello and a warm welcome back to Brailcast Extra. This episode was recorded on Tuesday, the 21st of February 2023. My name is Matthew Horsepool. I haven't been at one of these masterclasses for a long time, so it's wonderful to be with you all. I'm the general manager at the Brailists Foundation and I will be hosting and comparing this session tonight all about the Hable One the portable Bluetooth controller for your smartphone. What is it? How does it work? And uh, we might have a special announcement towards the end of this masterclass, so please do stay tuned for that. We're delighted to be joined tonight by Ayushman Talwa, who is the co-founder of Hable, who created the Hable One. And uh, we're going to pass it over to Ayushman now to introduce himself, to introduce Hable, to introduce uh, what we've got in store for you uh, tonight and over the next few weeks and then uh, we'll come back and we will take audience questions. So uh, Aishman, over to you. Thanks, Matthew. Thanks for that introduction. Um, I'm happy to be here. I'm one of the co-founders of Hable uh, or one of the inventors of Hable. Uh, my granddad was visually impaired. I actually come from India. I'm 27 years old. And uh, growing up with my granddad, I've seen him as a person with visual impairment. That was some of some as a motivation that served as a motivation for me to invent a device which could be useful for him. Um, sadly, he passed away in 2019, but my grandmom is still there and uh, she knows what, what the work uh, that has been put in to 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 make cable. So I wanted to be I'm excited actually to share a little bit more about the device and and um, what what how can it add uh, a meaning to somebody's life and uh, what it is uh, about. Um, thinking about Hable, the challenge that my granddad had was to be able to use his smartphone and using smart devices like uh, laptops or uh, lap, uh, uh, iPads, tablets, or phones. And a big challenge was uh, inputting text or being able to navigate his smartphone easily. Um, so the Hable is a solution to those things. Then um, that's in a nutshell uh, what the Hable is. Um, to, to talk about a little bit more about the device, it's uh, it's like a Bluetooth controller. So it's like a remote to the phone. Um, and when I say that, it means that it, there's no wires around the controller. It's, it's like a remote uh, with some physical buttons on it. Uh, it connects with the smart devices like tablets or um, phones wirelessly, so using a Bluetooth uh, technology, um, and it pairs like any other, uh, like your headsets pair to your smart devices. Uh, the controller itself is uh, it's the same size as uh, a palm, uh, so it's it's eight centimeter uh, on one side and uh, four centimeters on the other side. Or if uh, somebody had an iPhone uh, 6, uh, it's the same size uh, as an iPhone 6. So it's easily, it fits into somebody's pocket uh, or a woman's purse. Um, and that's a little bit of a physical description about the device. The, the, it weighs around 90 grams. So that's that's the weight of an egg. Um, and that also means it's a lightweight device. Um, the device itself is uh, black. It's a matte finish uh, in a plastic uh, casing, and uh, it has eight keys, eight physical mechanical keys on it, and all of those keys are white in color. So it has a very modern uh, look to it. Uh, the keys are tactile, so when you press them, you could feel uh, the tactility of the keys, and you know when you've pressed them. So there's a haptic response in the keyboard. Um, the controller or, or the keyboard, uh, once you pair it with the phone, um, you could do two essential things with it. Uh, the first one is that you could use the controller to navigate on the apps, open the applications, uh, scroll through different elements inside an application, um, and basically interact with all those elements. And you could do that with an iPhone device, but also with an Android device. And it works the same way as it does on an iPhone that, uh, as well as on an Android device. So that's the first function to be able to navigate apps. It works on any app uh, that you have on the phone. Um, 
and the 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 difference is that instead of using the screen of the phone for swiping gestures uh you could use the physical keys of the controller um to navigate uh, the phone some of the functions that you could do is for example opening an app but once you are in an app you can press the home button so it automatically goes to the home screen of the phone so it also means that the iPhones which are with a physical uh, home button and the iPhones without a physical home button it would work the similar way because the iPhones which miss the physical home button it's sometimes hard to go to the home screen but with the hable uh, it it works the same way also activating siri or activating dictation works uh, also by pressing the physical keys the second function of the hable and that's a little bit more interesting uh, since we have the opportunity to work with Braillist and Sight and Sound on this project is um, Hable is a great way to uh, learn how to use the basics of uh, Braille. Um, so one can, one can enter text in a phone three ways. You could use the dictation function uh, so you can speak out loud uh, your written text. Uh, the second is you could use voice messages so on WhatsApp or Messenger. You could record your voice and send it to um, the, another person, but the they are not the they, they don't always work since the dictating keywords can create mistakes and sometimes writing professional emails or sending emails uh, it can be hard to correct them. Uh, so with Hable or writing in Braille, you have more uh, control over the pronunciation of uh, the, sorry, the, um, the, the, the words uh, typing out and, but also the punctuation marks um, and how you want to write the text. Uh, a little bit more about the Hable itself and why this device as a Braille device is an easier way to learn uh, Braille. Um, the six keys of the Hable are in a form of a Braille cell. Um, so in many traditional or other uh, key, uh, Braille keyboards, the keys are laid out in a flat gesture and uh, such that the, the the keys do not form a Braille cell. But with the Hable, it's intuitive since it's in a form of a Braille cell. So uh, the dots one, two, and three of a Braille cell would correspond to the left hand's uh, pointing finger, middle finger, and the ring finger and the dots four, five, and six, which correspond to the right uh, hand, the pointing finger, middle finger, and the ring finger. Um, so yeah, that was a little bit about the device. It's, it's quite hard to explain it. Uh, and I think that's why we have this opportunity, which I think Matthew uh, would introduce later, where uh, we have the opportunity to try out uh, the Hable um, and experience it and see it for yourself. Now, I'm wondering, Matthew, did I miss out some bits? Uh, well, it's all going very well so far, isn't it? Uh, thank you very much for all of that presentation. Um, and yeah, you're talking about the orientation of Hable 1. Um, I saw one of these Hables for the first time probably a year or two ago, and I was absolutely blown away by it. People were talking to me about the orientation of Hable, and they were saying, you know, it's really you know, it's really different. It's not a typical Perkins layout and all that sort of thing. And I was really struggling to get my head around it. What I found in the end was, um, if you've ever used something like a Stainsby Brailler, um, that, which predates the Perkins, the orientation is a bit like that. Or if you've ever used uh, Braille screen input in screen away mode, so not in tabletop mode, but in screen away mode, um, it's very similar to that. So you hold the Hable with it pointing away from you, uh, if you like. So the buttons, instead of having the buttons pointed upwards towards the sky you have the buttons pointed um away from you so not towards your chest either but like you know it's facing the same direction as your face essentially and then you just put your fingers you you hold it you know one hand at each end and you put your fingers so that the left index finger is still on dot one and the right index finger is still on dot four and the middle fingers are still on dots two and five 
and and you know the fourth fingers are still on dots three and six so the finger placement is the same as the perkins and you just type and because you're using the same fingers even though they're not in the same position it really just comes so so incredibly naturally and it means that you get a device that is just incredibly small i mean you you said the dimensions there um eichmann but i mean it's about the size of an iphone isn't it it might even be smaller than an iphone nowadays yeah so i think that's a the the, the going part to the, the the orientation aspect so if uh, if the if the listeners uh, in, on this uh, on this channel are uh, imagining or they have a phone in front of them and if you hold it in a, a landscape mode so not in a portrait mode but a landscape mode uh, such that you mentioned a braille back um, and if you wrap your fingers around the phone um, that's that's what essentially how you hold an able you don't uh, the, the able is not supposed to be on the table so it's it's supposed to be held up in the air uh, such that the keys are facing away from you um i think the difference between a braille screen input and a able is that the able has physical uh, buttons so it has physical keys which is uh, that you could feel each of the buttons with your finger so you have more control on which key you're pressing uh, on a braille screen input, uh, it is also possible to type, but when you're just starting off to learn, it can be a little hard to uh, find different dots on a flat screen and to uh, also um, adjust it to your style. So that's that's what I would uh, compare the two with here. Yeah, I would agree with that. And the buttons on the Hable one are very tactile, aren't they? There are some Braille displays that have keyboards. And yes, they're technically a keyboard, but there's not much key travel in them. But Hable certainly doesn't have that problem. You can really tell when you've pressed a key, not in an aggressive or an invasive way, but you can definitely tell. Yes. So the, the inner, when, you, uh, when you're when you pressing a key, you could feel uh, a, a point where you, you know that the key has been pressed and that's the input just built in into the key like a mechanical key uh, board so um, we were very careful in selecting the keys and the interesting part is that we were testing all the prototypes during uh, the pandemic and we sent out the uh, the prototypes to the community and the community was the one who picked the 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 the, the keys that they liked the best so that's a little bit of a story of how we designed the Hable as well was with the community um yeah Mm. And that's really good that the community involvement has been there. Was that predominantly the community in the Netherlands or did you sort of look further out than that just out of interest? So yeah, we, uh, the company is based in the Netherlands, um, not very far from UK. And um, at that point, when we started off, it was the community that was the closest to us. That was in the Netherlands as well. And we visited some fairs and exhibitions, and that's where we met uh, a lot of participants who wanted to help us develop the product. In fact, once the hardware of the product was uh, completed, there was a lot of aspects on the software we still change. Um, once the community says, hey, uh, we think that this is more useful than what is the current state of the product, and the software changes are easy, so easy to fix and easy to send to the community as well, because uh, we also have a updating app on the phone. Uh, so with an app, um, we can provide support even after the Hable has been shipped and is with you. Mm. And that's all done by Bluetooth now, because when we when it first came out, you had to connect it to a computer and do it over USB, which was easy enough. But it, you, you did have to have a computer, whereas I think now, yeah, you said it's an app actually on the phone itself. Yeah, true. So we essentially think we are smartphone first or tablet first, smart devices first. So if users are going to use the Hable with a tablet or a smartphone, uh, then it makes more sense that they're also able to update it using Bluetooth wirelessly and then eliminates the need of finding wires and being connecting it to devices or downloading any software on their laptops. So it's it's, it's more intuitive in, in that aspect. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the software, one of, I think, probably the most controversial, but also, you know, the most exciting things about the way Hable works is that the software includes the Braille translation. So whereas traditionally you would hook up a Braille display and it would be relying on Apple's Braille tables to do the legwork of, you know, if you typed in grade two, uh, making sure that that got back translated properly into grade one. Um, on the Hable, all of that's happening on the Hable. And so it means that it looks to iOS 
like a keyboard rather than like a braille display. And that means that the translation can be quality assured to a very, very high standard. It also means that it sidesteps a lot of the braille bugs that have occurred in iOS recently because it's acting like a keyboard rather than like a braille display. That's true. So the decision, the design decision was essentially that we would want to be in control of the of the translations. Um, and for those reasons, uh, the user doesn't need to install or change the settings of the phone itself. It's, it's just a blue, switch on the Bluetooth, pair the Bluetooth to the keyboard, and it's ready to use. It's a plug and play device. Uh, in, trans in terms of translations, we have the grade one as well as the grade two UEB translations. And um, the idea was that if we translate the tables, that uh, then we, we, we can change them um, to the right ones or, or keep the quality in check uh, always. Yeah. And it sends it when you press the space bar, doesn't it? So if you write the letter Y, it will know whether you mean Y means you or Y means just the letter Y on its own. And if you typed, you know, Y followed by R, it would work for YR. You wouldn't get funny things where if you leave it too long having pressed the y the letters y-o-u would be inserted because it thinks it's a word oh yeah so uh, no it doesn't have autocorrect in in that aspect so when you leave it like that yeah it, it stays there yeah um when you were asking this question one one last note that uh, i was thinking about is like when we had new users learning to use the Hable, especially learning to use braille um the first first steps are learning the alphabets and every time um, you practice instead of in a traditional paper model if you practice it on your smart device where eventually you're going to use uh, braille as well it speaks out as a feedback so when you're typing an alphabet just by trying out different combinations you learn the combinations and then you can increase the steps to from characters to words to paragraphs to using punctuations and a lot of it is in a in a environment which the user is in control of by writing just on notes app or any other app where you can make mistakes you can delete it and yeah it's it's quite a lot of it is just self learning or yeah just before we go to questions, um, we have talked about an announcement uh, and now might be the right time to make that announcement. And uh, there are certain aspects of this Hable device that we've been talking about that are really quite difficult to demonstrate on a masterclass. Really, we need to be getting the Hable into the hands of users and letting users try it for themselves. And if you live in the UK or Ireland, we've got an opportunity to do that. I don't know, uh, Aish, whether you want to talk about that now. Yeah, let's do that. Um, well, um, we had an opportunity to combine forces with the Braillist and Saturn Sound and um, introduce a Hable Challenge. Um, a Hable Challenge is an opportunity for all the members of uh, the Braillist community uh, to get their hands on a Hable One device for free. Uh, for a period of time, so I think the period is a week or two weeks, um, where there would be a series of challenges, and you would be doing those challenges together as a community. Um, and after the challenges, the winner uh, would be able to get a Hable for free. So you can win a Hable by participating in a challenge. Um, even if you don't win a Hable, you'll have a great time and you'll have a lot of fun just uh, trying out a new device um, with the fellow uh, community members. That's that's in a nutshell what the Hable challenge is. Uh, the challenges are uh, spread out in different aspects. So it's uh, either about for, for a beginner, there's a different challenge. For a more advanced uh, learner, there's a different challenge. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's no sense of obligation, is there? You know, you get sent the device for two weeks, you do the challenge, you, you might win. And if you don't win, then you just get a call and you either have to pay for the Hable or send it back. But there's not going to be any pressure. There's no hard sell to, to buy the Hable at that point. If it's just not the right product for you, then you can send it back. But hopefully you'll like it and you'll want to purchase it or perhaps you'll even want to win it. Yeah, the opportunity is really because it's hard to explain um or demonstrate uh, a new device um, on Zoom or uh, over the phone. Um, and we've seen a lot of times that, okay, why don't we just ship 
the Hable. And this really came out during the pandemic as well that, hey, we can just ship the Hable to you and you can try it out. And if it's the right fit, brilliant. If not, you can send it back. Marvellous. Well, thank you very much for uh, Hable uh, for partnering with the Braylists and Sight and Sound to offer this opportunity. This seems like a good time to bring in the audience. We have lots of hands raised already. Um, we will be able to answer questions about Hable. We'll be able to answer questions about the Hable challenge. Um, uh, Aishman will be answering some of them. Uh, I will be answering some of them. We're also joined by Stuart Lawler from Sight & Sound Technology. Sight & Sound Technology will be instrumental in the logistics of the challenge because Sight & Sound are the UK uh, resellers of the Hable um, in the UK, the master distributors. And uh, guiding us through this whole process of audience questions, uh, I'm going to turn it over to our new, or still relatively new, moderator, uh, Chantelle Griffiths. Good morning, Chantelle, because it's uh, you're in New Zealand, so it's morning where you are. It is. It is. Thank you both so much for the uh, amazing presentation so far. It's, it's fantastic to, to have all these amazing uh, um, facts about the Havel and see all these people asking questions. So uh, first of all, um, just to let you know who's coming up, we've got um, Jessica and then we're going to go to the phone number ending in uh, 517. So first of all, we're coming to Jessica. You are unmuted. Oh, hi. Um, yeah, I... Can I sneak in two questions? Oh, go on. Why not? <laughs> Since it's you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, first of all, I was just, I mean, it sounds great, by the way, to start off with. Um, and yeah, I was wondering because I think you said it was uh, Bluetooth. So I'm presuming at some point you have to charge it up somehow. So I was just wondering on the battery life to start with, if it is, or, you know, however it's chargeable um, was my first question and also because it sounds I mean it sounds great that it's so small and just like a phone and everything but for um you know like for you know or clumsy people like me at any rate you sort of often drop things and lose them I was just wondering also a little bit on its durability because you said it had like the tactile buttons so just how yeah how sturdy it is please thank you sure um, the first one was on the battery life. I think that's one of the more positive sides of the Hable that, uh, or the impressive sides of the Hable. In um, uh, a single charge, which is a seven hours of charge, uh, the Hable would last three to four weeks. Um, oh wow! That's that's yeah, that's the pretty significant uh, amount of battery that it has, and because it uses a Bluetooth low energy, so it doesn't consume a lot of energy. And that's the reason it can survive for so long. Um, to charge the Hable, there's a USB-C port. Uh, so a USB-C port with a wired connection for seven hours would charge the Hable. Um, I did read in the chat, um, how would you know uh, the battery life in a Hable? And um, there's also through haptic feedback, uh, there's a set of keys. If you press three and six, um, then it would indicate a single vibration indicating low battery life double vibration indicating medium battery life and three uh, vibrations indicating a full battery life. Um, so you can always know um, how much juice is left inside a Hable um, by pressing those key combinations. Oh, that's great. It sounds amazing. Thank you. The second was about uh, the durability. So um, for UK, we are obliged to make uh, products that are durable because there's a two years warranty um, on the breakage or on the on the mechanical keys. Um, so we have tested the Hable with uh, Lego Mindstorm, um, and we basically programmed the device to keep on pressing for a million presses. Um, so we we know that the keys would last uh, for such a long period of time. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I could say. Uh, we know uh, that the device. Uh, can be dropped, uh, but uh, for now, the feedback has been pretty great and we haven't had anybody uh, breaking the device. Um, the device is not waterproof. So if, of course, if it, there is some, uh, somehow water got into the device, uh, that would not be part of the warranty, uh, but be assured that if it's mechanical keys or on the breakage, um, that's completely covered in the warranty. Does it have a, a case, you know, like you get a case for your phone? Does it have a case or a cover or anything, or is it just as it is? 
Um, we do not uh, ship a cover with the Hebel, uh, but we do recommend uh, some covers or we can suggest some covers uh, that are easily available um, on online shops uh, that you could use for, for your liking. Because mm. presumably like an iPhone cover would be, if you said it's the same as an iPhone 6, then that would fit it. Oh, um, I thought you meant a carry case. So my previous command was for a carry case, but... Uh, you do not need a cover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in a bit on here. So an iPhone cover probably wouldn't fit it because it's a bit thicker than an iPhone 6. It's the same um, area, same surface area, but not the same thickness. Oh, right. Okay. But there is a lanyard uh, attachment on it. Um, we don't talk about the lanyard attachment too much. It, it comes with a lanyard. It's more of a wrist strap than a lanyard, but there's no reason why you have to use the built-in wrist strap. You could unthread that and you could thread your own lanyard through. Um, so that would be a way to make sure that it's not dropped if you didn't want to go to the, the trouble of finding a case for it. Yeah, cool. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for the questions. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. I love all these questions that are coming through. Fantastic. So we're going to go next to the phone number ending in 517. Then we're going to go to Joshua. And then we're going to go to Scott. So 517, you are. I'm asking you to unmute. Hi, this is Mary Beth. First of all, I want to say thank you so much. I I have a Hable and I absolutely love it. It's one of my very favorite pieces of technology and I have a lot of technology. So thank you. Um, that's my, my first thing. And also thank you that, that it's possible to change the order of the the way the keys are. Um, I know that was something that you, you didn't mention, but I, I appreciate that. And then I have... Um, my first question is, is it possible to, to tell or how, how can you tell whether or not um, you're on the latest update? Um, you know, what, in other words, what version of software um, the Hable is running? And um, also, just to ask you, is there a, like any sort of a Hable list um, where Hable users can exchange ideas? Thank you very much. Um. Thanks. Yeah, it's always nice to hear a user. It really makes my day. Um, so thanks for sharing. Um, the last question first, so I don't forget it. We do have a, a community group. Um, and uh, if you're not part of it, uh, if you write to us at support at iamhable.com, uh, we can add you to the community group. And I'm a little surprised that you're not part of the group. So uh, please send a message and, and we would add you to the group where users share uh, different trips and tricks or uh, guides that they made themselves. Um, so that, that's... I will. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I actually forgot the question before that. Oh, about the version number? Is there a way to tell if you're on the latest version? And, and is there actually an app out there now for iOS and Android? Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, there is an app out there for iOS users. For Android users, uh, we schedule to launch the app by June or July this year. Um, to know on which version of the update you're on, we have release notes uh, on the website, but we can also share them on the email if you send us an email on support. And uh, by just checking on the release notes uh, that, the, for example, we have the December 2022 and the Jan 2023 update now, and um, there would be a specific function that would work on the December one and a specific function that would work on a Jan one. So just trying out those functions would uh, would be the way to know which uh, on which update uh, your Hable is updated on. Um, and if uh, if there's a need, we are always happy to jump on a call uh, to check it with you um, and yeah, and, and, and figure it out together. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you for your question. All right. So we are going to go to uh, Joshua next, then Scott, and then Bernie. So uh, Joshua, uh, you should be unmuted. Okay, th thanks. I, I just want to say I've spent in math and everyone. One, number one, thanks for having events like this. This is great. Uh, number two, I and number two, I have a Hable. I've had a Hable for probably probably for like uh, probably over a year now, and I get to say that the Hable is awesome. I mean, it really it really changed how I use uh, my iPhone first, my iPhone eight, and now I have an iPhone thirteen Pro Max. And I mean, there, there was no. I mean, it just made it made the uh, transition of a uh, iPhone from a home button with a home button to one without a home button very seamless very easy 
And I just want to say to anyone, if any of you who are thinking about getting a Hable one, don't think about it, buy it. If you got to save up for it, do it. Just get one because, I mean, it doesn't matter if you were a very good iPhone user or, or beginning iPhone user, the Hable will completely ch uh, change how you use the phone. It'll make it easier. I mean, I use my I use my Hable several, you know, you know, I use it every day for several hours. I mean, one thing I like about the Hable is, for example, I had to go to I had to go uh, to an appointment yesterday, and uh, um, I had to wait uh, for, for the uh, um, for the person to uh, work on a work on a uh, prosthetic leg of mine. And I had some had some free time. Well, I had a set of Bluetooth earbuds. I was using them, and then and then I, um, and then I and then I had my earbuds in, and I just had my Hable in my hands, <clears throat> and I was able to I was able to listen to a book. I could control my phone. I stop. I do everything I need needed to do with my Hable. So uh, I definitely um, enjoy the Hable. Uh, I was able to get. I was able to use the app. To update the Hable with, and that that, that went very smoothly. Um, so, uh, thank you, thank you very much for making guys for making the Hable, and uh, I look forward to seeing all that the uh, Hable will be able to do uh, in the future. Thank you, thank you, Joshua. We really appreciate hearing your your point of view as a user. It's always encouraging for other users to hear how um, how other people are finding it as well. So, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. Okay, so uh, we are going to go uh, next to we've got um, Scott, Bernie, and then Marsha after that. So uh, Scott, you should be unmuted. Good evening. Uh, thanks to Braillist and to Ishman uh, for a wonderful product. I too was an early adopter. My question is this. Uh, do you have Apple Watch support on your development roadmap? I hope the answer is yes, because I have a lot of trouble um, navigating, but particularly trying to type text into my watch, and thus I don't use it very much. Thanks. Um, hi, Scott. Uh, I think that's one of the most requested features, and uh, that as well as uh, support for Apple TV. Um, so we are working with uh, the accessibility team at Apple. Uh, because it's not a simple integration. If it was, I, I really want to add it immediately. Uh, so we are working with them and they're more responsive than the Android team. Um, so we we are working on it. I cannot say uh, where on the timeline can we launch it because a lot depends on the collaboration. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of the more requested uh, things from the community, and we are working on it to uh, to make it possible. Terrific! Thanks again. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, Scott, for your question. Okay, so we're going to go to uh, Bernie, then we've got Marsha, and then we've got Ibrahim. So, uh, Bernie, you are now unmuted. Thank you very much. Um, both to the inventors, I just want to say a massive thank you for. Um, bringing the product out. I have never used a, a, a Hable, but um, I'm super excited to be taking part in the challenge. Um, I've signed up for it. Um, so I'm, I've never seen one in real life, never held one before, so I'm looking forward to that. My question is this, um, it's called Hable 1. Is that a little hint that there's gonna be a Hable 2 and 3 and 4, et cetera, et cetera? Just wondering, I just, I, I just wondered. <laughs> I just wondered. I was really intrigued in the name and why, um, why, why you called it that. But then also, would there be other um, versions coming out? Is it was my other question. Or, or are you going to keep it just to that and then be updating the software? Um, the the word Hable actually comes from the Spanish word hable, which means to speak or speaking. Um, so that's why we chose the word Hable and it, it has a nice rhyme to it. Um, the one part was uh, due to our uh, lack of creativity, I would say, at that point. Uh, but um, uh, surprisingly, yes, we are working on a Hable 2, which is an advancement on the hardware. Uh, so uh, we are taking all the feedback that we had from the last two years and uh, we're trying to add that to the Hable too. 
Brilliant. And can I just quickly ask one, one other question? Um, I've never used one before, but can you, um, if it is low on battery, can you use it while it's charging or do you have to leave it on its own? No, um, you can use it while it's charging. It's completely fine. Thank you very much. And please keep up the fantastic work. Thanks, Bernie. Thank you, Bernie. Much appreciated. Um, right. So we're going to go to Masha and then Ibrahim and then Sally. So uh, Masha, you are unmuted. Yes, I would like to know um, on the Hable, uh, the change of inputs, you know, to from uh, uh, grade one to UEB grade two, uh, the command is usually hold, you know, press and hold dots one, two, four, and five. Well, no matter what I do, the input does not change. And I would like to know what am I doing that's not quite right? Um, maybe it would be um, nice if we can schedule a call together, if that's possible. Uh, because I do want to help you out, but yeah, not take time from everybody else right now. Right, I understand. Um, so is it okay if we schedule a call for the coming week or, or this week? Yeah, this week would be fine if you want to give me a call. I'm in the, uh, California, Pacific time in, uh, you know, the U.S. Perfect. So we might arrange for, um, Matthew, if we have um, contact details, we might um, make that connection. And um, hopefully you guys will be able to connect and get that sorted out um, this week. Yeah. And, and, and for other people listening in who might want to uh, get a technical support, where does where you know, how do people do that? Because it, it you're fairly open to people contacting you for technical support, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Because uh, I mean, yeah, these small things, yes, for sure, and uh, they are important. So uh, the best way would be to uh, email us, and then we can uh, send some time slots that also suit you, um, or you can suggest some time slots. Uh, so the email is uh, support at I-A-M-H-A-B-L-E dot com. It's also on our website, the email address, and there's a form as well. So it's fairly easier to contact us and then just schedule a call and it takes, it, it, it's a very quick way to, to solve all the technical issues. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Marsha, for your question. Okay, so we are coming to Ibrahim and then we're going to Sally and then uh, Elvia, so Ibrahim, you should be unmuted. Hello, um, this is Ibrahim Omar Abdul Karim from Kano State in Nigeria. Uh, I so much um, like the Hebel One uh, Braille display keyboard, but I've been wondering whether um, there could be a uh, sales representative who can um, uh, market the, this product because we we are um, so much into technology and um, uh, have been left behind because of the inaffordability of uh, these uh, products like the Hebel one uh, which has been talked about. I actually started listening and uh, hearing about the Hebel one in like in November 2022. And I've read the description many times, uh, but there's never been anyone here in this country saying that he has uh, or he, he possesses one uh, able one. So I don't know what um, are the manufacturers plan to um, have sales representatives here in Nigeria so that those of us who are visually impaired, who are interested in purchasing the able one could do so quite easily. Thank you. Um, so um, thanks for your question. We are working on making it available in Nigeria as well. Uh, we do have, or we are in touch with uh, some of the people, uh, but if you know somebody else or you would like to make a connection or introduction, uh, we are very open to that as well. So uh, yeah, uh, maybe instead of, I, I can reach out to you or you could reach out to us and we can see how we can uh, get to you a device. Oh, that yeah, that should, certainly, that would be okay. Okay, thanks. Thank you very much. Excellent. Thank you so much for your uh, your question there as well, Ibrahim. Much appreciated. Okay, so 
Now we're going to go to Sally and then Elvia and then Elspeth. So Sally, welcome. You are unmuted. Hello, I'm Sally and I've had oh a Hadle one for about a year um, when I was learning Braille, but I haven't really done much and I haven't used used it much actually. I've, I was just wondering, would I be able to do the Hable challenge um, with the one I've got? And also, is there anywhere um, I can go to sort of help me learn how to use it? Is there a, anywhere online? That is a really interesting question. Um, so you're a, you're a Hable user, but you'd like to do the challenge in order to get support from other Hable users. Um, I think this is one of those that we would probably take on a case-by-case basis. We normally say that the Hable challenge isn't open to um, existing Hable 1 users just because obviously the objective is is partly to win a Hable 1 and you don't want a Hable 1 user to win another Hable 1, right? So uh, there's an element of that going on. Um, if you contact us at help at braylists.org, um, we can certainly have a conversation about that and see what would be possible in your case. Uh, theoretically, it's something that we might be able to accommodate, but we just need to talk to Hable and Sight and Sound and, and actually figure out what our position is because we've never actually been asked a question like that before. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's no problem. Thank you, Sally. Excellent question too. Um, right, so next we're going to go to Elvia, then Elspeth, and then Ian after that. So uh, Elvia, you should be unmuted. Welcome. Hi, everyone. This is Elvia, and I live in California. Um, I have a question about the Hable one. I have heard it in passing a couple of times in one of our WhatsApp groups that I'm in, actually with Matthew. Um, but uh, I really never paid much attention to it at first. And then when I saw the email to come in here, I thought, hmm, this is a good time to ask questions. And I do now know that it is available or you can order it, if I'm not mistaken, here in California, because another person I met, I heard her say that she has one. So my question that I have is, um, what is the price for that table? And do you guys offer besides the support group or the email list or whatever you guys mentioned earlier uh, for users to kind of go back and forth with ideas and whatnot? Uh, do you guys also ask, offer a comprehensive manual for the device? And lastly, after the two-year warranty is up, do you guys offer an extended warranty to any of the customers as well? So those are my questions. Thank you. This has been very informative for me. Hi, Elvia. Um, so um, for the price of the Hable, I think uh, we you can order it also through our website, but also there are a couple of distributors and we can put you in touch with the closest to you. Um, so the prices are there. Uh, we do have manuals. We have manuals in uh, word format, PDF format, and audio format as well. Um, there's a lovely couple uh, who also recorded a set of uh, uh, the, the complete manual uh, in an audio format. And uh, that can also be used uh, to learn about the Hable. Uh, and uh, about the community groups, uh, definitely, I think uh, we can, uh, even if actually you're not uh, a user right now of a Hable one, you can still join the groups uh, to see uh, the, the involvement of people or the interaction. Um, so that's that's completely uh, uh, yeah, an option for you. Um, and there itself, you can also suggest ideas uh, where we can take that into a roadmap or uh, into the future as a consideration. The last question I wrote down was on the extended uh, warranty. Uh, that is something that we have to discuss with the reseller or the distributor. Uh, as of now, we have not offered that. Uh, but again, that could be one of the things that comes from the community and we are open to adding that. Um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, one last question real quick. Does it work with other languages other than English or UED? I'm asking if I'm doing it with my iPhone and I have something in Spanish, for example, would it be able to work with that? Yeah, we do have support for Spanish. Great. So you could you could switch the language support and the Hable as well between UEB and Spanish. 
the other languages are French, German, Dutch. Oh, perfect. And I didn't catch the first question I asked about the pricing. I'm sorry. I know you said you could get me in touch with the distributor out there, but um, were they the ones who would give me the pricing then on this? Or? Uh, no, so the pricing is also on our website. Um, so uh, you could also uh, check the pricing on the website and it'll, uh, it'll say the pricing based on the location you have. Uh, so if you're inside uh, USA or outside and then, uh, so it's completely open for anybody to see. The website is iamhable.com? Yeah, that's correct. So it's uh, iamhable.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for the question. Just to give you a ballpark on the price, because I do think that the price question is important and I do think it's important to look at the website for the price uh, exactly. But we're talking in the UK, it costs £239, excluding VAT. So it's a lot cheaper than a Braille display because obviously it doesn't have any Braille cells. So yeah, it, it's in the region of sort of two to 300 whatever your currency is uh, as a ballpark, but check the website for specifics. Fantastic. Thank you, Matthew. Um, so we're going to uh, Elspeth now. You are unmuted. Welcome. Oh, hello. Um, it's Elspeth from Cambly. Um, I've had a Hable one almost since they came out. Um, I bought mine from Sight and Sound. I've never updated it. Could you please tell me what the name of the app is and would it work on a Hable that hasn't been updated? Uh, yeah, thanks for your question. Uh, so uh, I, I would be able to help you more in details uh, if we could meet after this event. Uh, but to quickly answer your question, um, yes, uh, it's definitely possible to update uh, your Hable or use it with the app, uh, even though you, it's not been updated for a while. Right. What is the name of the app? Uh, the app is also called uh, Hable One. It's on the App Store, Apple App Store. It might not be the first few options uh, since Apple starts rating apps when people start downloading the app. So there's also a link to the app on our website. So you don't need to search and uh, and look for the app. You could just click on the link and it'll redirect you to the app as well. And you've said that, it, it, that it's the iOS version that's out at the moment. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So it's on the iPhones and iPads. Yeah. Right, well, I'll have a look on iamhable.com and I will see if I can get hold of the app. If I then have a problem, um, can I uh, contact Sight and Sound about it or do I have to come through you? No, yeah, you can contact Sight and Sound as well. Excellent. Elspeth, hi, this is uh, Stuart from Sight and Sound. And I'm just, so yeah, please, by all means, give us a call if you have any any problems. Uh, after updating the device. Okay. Um, now, about, about, I, I, I'm, I'm obviously in the UK. Um, would I be able to sort of contact anybody in the technical support team or would I specifically have to ask for you? Um, just because I've, I've been talking to you, if you call in the main office and just ask to speak to me um, and if for some reason they can't raise me, somebody will, will leave a message and I'll get back to you. Excellent. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Stuart. That was all for now. Um, thank you for a, for a, for a good uh, webinar. Thanks, Amelia. Thank you for your contribution. Thank you. All right. So uh, we are going to Ian, then we're going to Claire, uh, and then we're going to Carla. So, uh, Ian, you should be unmuted. Thank you. Um, I'm a very novice user of a Pixel 6. I've just got it and I'm having trouble sort of getting my way around it. Um, if I come onto your this new this scheme that you've got now, would I be in a, a fit state to be able to use it, the Hubble? Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely worth signing up for the challenge and, and having a go. I mean, if you're not in a fit state, then you'll realize pretty quickly, but you've not lost anything, right? So um, I mean, I, there will probably be more iOS users doing the challenge than Android users doing the challenge. Um, it might be worth having somebody on call who you can 
ask Android technical support questions of just in case people in the challenge WhatsApp group and things uh, don't know about Android. But certainly I, I wouldn't uh, hesitate to sign up on the basis that you're a novice user of Android because I'm sure we can make it work somehow. That sounds excellent. Thank you very much indeed. It's been a very interesting evening. Thank you. How do I contact to, to get onto the challenge, by the way? Now, it's a very good question, isn't it? I should have said at the time, and I will uh, announce that very briefly before we move to the next question. Um, the information is at www.braylists.org forward slash Habel. That's H-A-B-L-E. Um, that page is live now. The sign-up form is live now. So there's some information on that page. There's then a link to the sign-up form, which is a Microsoft form. Um, just fill in the form. Um, we do know there's a technical problem at the moment, which means that you won't get a confirmation email when you send the form, when you fill the form in. But rest assured, the form will be received and Sight & Sound, who are handling the logistics, uh, will get in touch with you. The deadline is the 15th of March, Wednesday the 15th of March at nine o'clock in the morning. However, um, we're going to be running multiple cohorts of the challenge just to make sure we've got manageable numbers of participants. So if you sign up before Wednesday, the 2nd of March, there's a good chance that you'll get your Hable sort of, you know, mid-March or so and be in the uh, second cohort. Fantastic. Thank you for that. We've um, got still quite a few questions. So we're going to go to Claire, then we're going to Carla and then Kowal. So Claire, you are unmuted. Welcome. Oh, hello. Um, I signed up for the challenge and I've got my Hable, but I only have an iPod, not an iPhone, and it doesn't seem to connect up with it. Am I doing something wrong or does it not work with an iPod? So I'll, I'll take that question. If it's an iPod Touch, then it should work with the iPod. Um, you need to go into settings and then Bluetooth and pair it like a Bluetooth keyboard. Um, if it's not an iPad Touch, if it's an iPad iPod Shuffle or an iPod Nano, then there's a chance that it probably won't work. Um, and yes, uh, so if you're part of the challenge already, very shortly there will be a WhatsApp group established for that challenge. Can I join WhatsApp without having a smartphone? Possibly not. Um, because of the time, I think we ought to probably take that um, off the list. But um, if you drop us a line into help at braylists.org and we'll get back to you and we'll make sure that um, this problem is sorted out for you. Thank you. Thank you, Claire. So we'll take it maybe one or two more questions. We're going to go to Carla and then Kowal. So Carla, you are unmuted. Welcome. Hello there. Thank you. Um, just uh, very interested and excited about the challenge. I think I'm going to sign up myself um, because I'm very curious about the Hable one. One of my uh, question, the, the question I have at the moment has, because I pricked up my ears when you said about um, it, you can work with tablets. Um, I use iPhones and things, which is, which is great, but has this been tested with something like the Amazon Fire tablet at all? Um, we have not tested with an Amazon Fire tablet. <laughs> we have tested with an, uh, uh, um, an iPad uh, tablets and some of the other Android tablets. Uh, I, I, I am, I'm curious as well uh, now if it works with Amazon yeah, Fire tablet. Well, if I get my hands on a Hable one, I'll certainly be trying it out and see if it, if it does it. Fantastic. Thank you for your question, Carla. Um, right. So um, we are going to go to um, Kowal and then to James. So Kowal, you are unmuted. Welcome. Oh, hello. Um, it's a very quick question. Um, I actually work full time, but if I wanted to uh, join the challenge, I wanted to know whether any um, special requirements could be made for people of those who work or, or not. Yeah. So there's a couple of different angles for that question. First of all, the challenge isn't means tested, so you can join regardless of income. Uh, so the fact that you work won't prohibit you from joining the challenge. Um, the challenge does have quite strict deadlines on it, so we can't really make too many allowances um, for fitting in around work. But the challenges are quite small. Um, I guess we might just ask Aish to, to talk very briefly to that, but it shouldn't take you much more than, you know, an hour or so every couple of days it's not an intense challenge and it's we've, we've designed it to fit in around people's jobs uh, so that we shouldn't have to make you know big uh, sacrifices like that okay because i've seen a hable recently but um 
I couldn't make head or tail of it. So I might sign up. Yeah, definitely do. It'd be good to have you. Uh, for, uh, I think Matthew mentioned the time. Uh, I think we made sure that there are two weekends uh, which are in between the challenges as well. So uh, if that's just to give ample time and space to participate. Excellent. Thank you so much for that clarification. Right. So we're going to go to uh, James now. Uh, I think this will probably be our final question. So James, welcome. You're unmuted. Hello. Now, at the risk of annoying all those users who already have a Hable, I am very surprised that no one's picked up that Eichmann said there are only eight buttons on the Hable one. You've described six of them as the six Braille dot keys. What are the other two for and where are they located? Thanks for your question. So uh, the other two keys are uh, bigger keys. So they are like a space bar on, um, on, on, on laptop. So they're bigger keys. And uh, the key seven is located on the left-hand side of dots one, two, and three. And the key eight is located on the right-hand side of the keys four, five, and six. Uh, so they can be accessed again with the pointing finger or the middle finger on the left hand for key seven or the right hand for key eight. Um, the purpose of those keys is uh, the seven is for deleting a character or a word and the key eight which is on the right side is in space bar or an enter um, so to go forward and one is to go backward. Um, those keys can also be used um, while you're not texting uh, when you're in um, just navigating on the apps to go one item next or to go one item previous. Thank you. So if, if I may, then the keyboard looks a little bit like a Braille R and a Braille W. Is that correct? I wouldn't say it's quite like that. So you've you've got dots one, two and three and four, five and six in the shape of a Braille cell and then attached sort of on the outside of that one, two, and three, and four, five, and six, you've got these two um, rectangular keys. So it's like a Braille cell in a box almost, or a Braille cell inside half a box. Okay, so they're long, long keys. Long keys going down, so the, the, the long key is uh, alongside dots one and two, I think, or dots two and three, um, and alongside dots four and five, or five and six. I can't remember which orientation it goes in now. Um, but yeah, it goes parallel with the dots. Get you. Thank you. Thanks, James. Thank you. Thank you very much for your question. Um, have we had anything come through in the chat that we need to be discussing here? Any other questions coming through in the chat? Uh, nothing of huge. A uh, few queries that have actually been picked up by other uh, other questioners about battery life. And Matthew has already uh, answered one I was going to mention, which was about the uh, the deadline, the date on which people are the last uh, date on which people could enter the challenge which Matthew has already mentioned is the 15th of March. So it's just a good date for people to have in their minds. Excellent. Back over to you then, Matthew. Brilliant. Thank you very much to everybody for coming along. Um, a reminder that if you'd like to sign up for the Hable Challenge, it is unfortunately uh, only open to people in the UK and Ireland, uh, but you can find the information at braillists.org forward slash Hable. Um, the astute amongst you will notice that some people tonight said that they'd already signed up. We did run a cohort uh, earlier on for people on the Braille for Beginners course. So that's what we're calling cohort one. If you sign up before the 2nd of March, you'll be considered for uh, cohort two. And if you sign up before the 15th of March, then you'll be considered for cohort three. And uh, that is in more detail on the website. I realize it gets a bit confusing. Uh, there's a main page there and there's also an FAQ page uh, on that website, which answers a lot of questions. I spent a good two or three hours writing that FAQ page. Uh, so please do read that. If anything's unclear or you're struggling to complete the sign-up form, uh, by all means, contact us at help at braillists.org and we'd be very happy to help you with that. Thank you very much to uh, Eichmann for coming in today from Hable. Thanks very much to Stuart from Sight and Sound for being here and a particular thanks to Sight and Sound for helping with the logistics of this challenge. And of course, uh, a thank you to Hable for um, allowing us to run the challenge uh, in partnership with them. From myself, Matthew Horsepool, and from uh, Chantel Griffiths, thank you very much to Chantel for coming in to moderate tonight. 
Uh, and uh, on behalf of everyone at the Braylists, thank you and uh, good night. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Brailcast Extra. You can find more Braille-related content by subscribing to Brailcast, all one word, in your podcast client of choice, or listening to Brailcast, connecting the dots for Braillists everywhere on your smart speaker. For the latest information about future Braillists events and how to join live, subscribe to our weekly email newsletter at braillists.org slash newsletter slash sign up. You can also visit our events page at braillists.org slash events. If you have comments on this recording or suggestions of topics or guests for future events, we'd love to hear from you. Please email help at braylists.org. You can also find the Braylists on Twitter at Braylists or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Foundation. Finally, if you like what you've heard, spread the word. We welcome new listeners and live participants alike. So if you know other people who are interested in Braille, please tell them where to find us. In the meantime, on behalf of everyone at the Braillists, thanks for listening and bye for now.